The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're working hard to get you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And I've got some exciting news for brand new investors and for people who are struggling with finding deals, which is, you know, most of us in the tightest inventory market that we have seen in like 50 years and builders not building houses to relieve any of that and COVID still going on, which isn't relieving any of that and banks not foreclosing on their millions of delinquent loans, which isn't helping any of that. Tomorrow night's Cincinnati Rhea meeting has something for both the brand new investor and those folks who are looking to get more deals. And it is, of course, online, which means you can attend no matter where you are listening from. The early meeting at 6 p.m. is a hands-on workshop, How to Write a Purchase Agreement. We're going to give everybody who attends a purchase agreement, and then we're going to fill it out for different scenarios like wholesale offers, subject to offers, uh, offers on probate properties, which are have to be filled out a little bit differently, uh, offers where there's a tenant in the house, things like that. And you'll actually open it up on your computer and you will fill in the blanks as We are talking about these things. There's just, it turns out there's a lot of experiential learners out there who you can talk to them all day long about how to do something, but they don't really understand it until they do it. So six o'clock, we're going to fill out a purchase contract for different scenarios. And then at 7.15, we've got today's guest, Kathy Kennebrook, who's going to be talking about uh, how to make direct mail actually work. I I literally talked to three people today, uh, just in the last three hours who were bemoaning the poor response rate they get on their direct mail. And we had lots of conversations about their lists and their what they were mailing and the U.S. Post Office and how slow it's being right now. And in each case, I said, you know what, you need to come to the Cincinnati Rio meeting tomorrow night and listen to Kathy because she's going to talk about niche lists. She's going to talk about what to mail. She's going to talk about what's going on in the current market and if you're if you're you've never tried direct mail or you're frustrated with it you need to hear what she has to say so how do you sign up for it cincinnatiria.com cincinnatiria.com 
click on the meeting link on the front. You will then fill out a form to register to get your link, and it will be at zero charge to you if you are a member or you are a first-time guest to one of Cincinnati RIA's meetings. So um, do recommend that. And we're going to talk today to Kathy Kennebrook, uh, but not about marketing specifically. I have a feeling that topic's going to creep into the conversation, but We've talked to Kathy about marketing on this show probably, I don't know, six or seven times in the last 25 years. And if you want to know what Kathy thinks about marketing, you can go to the podcast at realliferealestate.com and listen to one of the uh, many previous shows she has done. Today, we're going to get to know Kathy on a little bit of a different level because everybody in the country knows her as the marketing magic lady, but nobody ever asks her like, but what do you do with all those properties you get through your direct mail? What is, what are your, what are your influences and philosophies and habits that let you be a successful real estate investor on top of being, uh, top of being sort of a national figure in our world? So that's what we're going to talk about today is what, what, what happens next? What happens after the phone starts ringing and Kathy and her own business gets these leads in? Let me say, one of the hottest markets in the United States. I know everybody thinks they live in the hottest market in the United States, but she might actually live in the hottest market in the United States down there in South Florida, from which she is joining us by phone. Kathy, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hey, everybody. Hi, Vina. Thank you for having me tonight. I'm, I am I am really glad to be doing this interview, Kathy, because I've known you for... Nope, I, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to you might age both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but um, there are children graduating from high school right now who weren't born when we met. <laughs> I will say that. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, including my grandchildren. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's 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 been it's been a long time, and over the years, I've sort of you know just from us talking at at conferences and whatnot, I have a pretty good idea of what you do. After, you know, obviously the marketing, but then like, okay, so now you bought a house. What do you do with it? But I don't think there's a lot of people who know that because they're so obsessed with asking you questions about what list do you market to and what do you send and all of that sort of stuff that they never actually, they never, they don't, they don't recognize you as also I'm a successful real estate investor. So I want to talk to you today as a successful real estate investor not just as a marketing magic lady, you can you can be the marketing magic lady tomorrow night at the Cincinnati RIA meeting. Okay. So, so um, let let's start with. Um, I think I think uh, everybody's probably heard your bio about being in corporate America for twenty years and then going to a seminar and then sort of right. jumping into the real estate business. But can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like like what was what was the job? What did you, what made you decide that real estate was the thing to do? And, and what was it at that point in your life that made you think, well, I can do this? Okay. Um, well, as you know, I spent 20 years in corporate America and specifically in the financial and banking sector. Um, I have a degree in finance. Um, took me four years to get a two year degree, so <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> but, um, and and what and actually what happened in in my life was that i really decided that i hated corporate america i hated time cards 
I hated having to go in and do the same thing pretty much every single day. At that point, I was putting, I was doing like 80 hours a week, and I was putting 100,000 miles a year on my vehicle. The traffic down here during season is god-awful. And I just had, seriously, just like had enough. And one morning, I got up, and I went to work, and I quit, just Hmm. straight out quit had no idea what I was going to do. And, and you had um, you had two kids. I have two children, yes. Yeah, so this wasn't this wasn't like, oh, I'm a single gal, I can just do whatever I want. There was there was like a family to be supported here. Exactly. And, exactly. And you did and, it anyway. And I did it anyway. Yeah, I just <laughs> and said I I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And and then I also, I don't really do mornings, and I'm on the wrong side of the clock, and I have been for a really long time. So typically, my day starts at like 9 or 9.30 and ends at 1 or 1.30 in the morning. So if you're working in corporate America, that doesn't work really well. (laughs) And you ask the question, you're getting the real gut answer. And so I started working in a lot of other types of self-employed kinds of positions. I um, I worked a phone room for a long time. I ran phone rooms for a long time time and then um i was up late watching one of those late night infomercials and you know how to buy houses with no money down and all this good stuff and i thought wow that it'd be cool if that really worked well the gentleman who ran um the club in tampa florida mike who's now deceased unfortunately um was one of my customers and i called mike on the phone and i said hey mike what do you think does this real estate investing stuff really work and he said yeah it does (laughs) And so I went to a meeting, and, and I started going to some seminars, um, and and one thing led to another, and we did our very first deal, which was the rehabber from Hades. Um, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but we learned every lesson that needed to be learned in that one deal. <laughs> <laughs> all at once. Like huh? how to buy for too much, how not to have enough money for rehab. We did all the rehab ourselves, everything. I mean, it was you know, and my husband was screaming at me, if I want another job, I'll just go get one. (laughs) He was working a full-time job and rehabbing all night kind of stuff. And that's how our life began. Hmm. And, 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 and after the break, we're going to talk about how, why you did a second deal after (laughs) after that first deal. Uh, But we do need to uh, take a quick break. And I want to invite listeners who have questions for Kathy to either give us a call at 877-772-9658, 877-772-9658, or uh, send us an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today, Kathy Kennebrook, and we're talking about what has led her to success in her real estate investing business. This is one of our X-Factor Investor interviews where we just get really granular with folks about folks who have, who are where you want to be in their business about how they got there and what habits they think people need to develop to do that and what their influences were and how they kept at it when they their first rehab was a paid too much, ran out of money for rehab, and my husband was basically threatening to divorce me um, <laughs> kind of rehab. Because, Kathy, that is, that is the experience a lot of people have in their right. first rehab. It's, it, it's kind of a, a, a nightmare for them. The difference is most people don't, stick with it they go up oh, the real estate doesn't work i'm out 
So right. what was it that what was it that made you stick with it? Okay, so the, I'll tell you though that from that first rehab, I wouldn't change anything. That was the very best lesson I could have learned at that time, and today I am so grateful for it. Back then, not so much. Um, we had already, I mean, I, I was involved with a real estate club at that point, and people were doing deals and standing up in the meeting, and I quick-turned this, and I wholesaled that. And it was like, wait a minute, somewhere we missed the boat. Um, and that's actually what got us into the direct mail part of it was because Jay is also, my husband, is very shy, as you would know, um, and he doesn't like people all that much. And so we had to find a way for him to be able to work with the sellers. And that's honestly, Vina, that's how, I, that's how the whole direct mail thing started was to make a way for him to be comfortable with the sellers. And what we found out very quickly was there were a lot more of him than there were of me. Um, the sellers were as shy as he was, and, you know, a lot of the other the others, um, folks, investors that we started working with said the same thing. It was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and so the next deal came along, and to make a long story short, the guy – um, deeded us the home for the balance of the mortgage. We ended up using, we didn't do any of the rehab. We ended up using um, a technique we had learned called a round-robin auction. We, we used the round-robin auction. We sold the house. We made $55,000 on the deal, and that day he quit his job. Mm. And, and that was, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's his, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. And, and when was that? Like, what, give, a, give us a year-ish when that happened 1999 2000 maybe it right in there okay so you you have both been full-time basically for like 22 years at this point oh yes ma'am okay and so that means you've seen a lot of markets (laughs) you've seen (laughs) you've seen the the run-up to the 2007 crash which uh, looked a little bit like what we're seeing right now although for different reasons and then you saw the crash and then you saw the recovery from the crash and tell tell us about kind of what the arc of your business looked like during that time. Because it sounds like at the beginning you were pretty much into like wholesale retail. Has that, has it stayed that way or is, as what have you done as the times have changed? Okay. So we, Lena, we never locked ourselves into any one niche. And you know, that's something I really teach because I, I come into classes and I come into, you know, all the things that, that you and I have done together over the years and other people, and, you know, I'm a wholesaler. No, I do lease option. We've never locked ourselves into that kind of a niche. If the deal made sense, we did it. So over the years, we've done, you know, some multifamily. We've done single-family homes. We've done wobbly boxes, you know, those good old mobile homes down here in Florida, condos. You know, if, if the deal makes sense, we did it. Uh, and now, you know, that I do vacant land as well, so we're doing a lot of vacant land deals. So in the beginning, we were, I mean, I look back now and I giggle. I mean, we were doing, you know, 15, 20 deals a month back in those days, and we'd take, like, pretty much whatever deal came at us as long as it made sense. And it was a win-win for us and the seller. I mean, we never played any games like that. And then 20 years down the road that I'm kind of an old fart these days or getting there, we decided to kind of kick back a little bit, and what we're doing is fewer deals, bigger paychecks, and then the vacant land deals for long-term income. So, for example, we just um, 
we and we've always really liked the buy fix up in retail or or rent or lease option or or whatever because we've always liked the art of that you know of taking something icky and terrible and making it something beautiful and then putting a first time home buyer in there or putting someone in that home or lease option or whatever it was to give a person an opportunity to own a home so that's really been our focus all the way down the line so for example we bought a home we fixed it up we sold it just this last friday and the paycheck was 80 plus 80,000 plus that's more like what we're doing these days Mm -hmm. um so fewer deals bigger paychecks so we can kick back relax and spend more time doing the stuff we really want to be doing and spending time with the grandkids and all that Mm -hmm. so this has just been kind of steady from day one that that so so the way the way i always put this to people because i get the same i get i I get um sort of uh shoehorned into this box called wholesaler because that's what that's what people see me talk about when i go to their groups and they're like oh she's a wholesaler that's not really true i mean I, i yes most of the deals i find i'm not that interested in keeping they're not the right one for me but the right the right one for somebody else so yes i we I probably wholesale 80% of the deals that I run across, but I don't actually consider that my business. Right. I consider my business deal finding. And then the deal tells me what to do with it. Well, that's true, too. That's what I'm saying. As the deals come at you, you make the determination as to what that exit strategy is going to be. Um, And we've built ourselves a really nice base of homes. So I've got some stuff that's owner-financed. I have some things that are lease-optioned. We have a pretty good rental base. I've never gone huge with that because I live in Florida. We have a ton of hurricanes. (laughs) And from June to December, I'm, like, holding my breath. So seriously, that's the reason I've never built like a huge number, but a good base that brings us a good monthly income on top of everything else that we like to do. Mm-hmm. And is appreciating like crazy because of where you oh, yes, ma'am. live. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and the fact that like 660,000 extra people moved to Florida this year because of, you know, your state being more open than than a right. lot of other states. So, uh, yeah, um, I totally get that. Um Okay, so have you found yourself doing more of one of those things or another as the market has heated up so badly over the past year? Like, what, is, what, what has been your favorite strategy over the past 12 months? So my favorite kind of deal has been buy, fix up, and retail. Okay. I can't retail them fast enough, Ina. Everything's on the market for two days and it's gone. Oh, yeah. When, the, when, the, I mean, when there's a gold rush, you know, you want to be selling picks and shovels, right? And to be perfectly honest with you, there are specific criteria that I look at when I'm looking at a property. My criteria has lowered a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, for example, the one I just made 80 grand on is in a neighborhood I would never normally buy in. Mm -hmm. I bought that house from a very motivated seller who really wanted to get rid of it. It was not then i mean we did it wasn't a huge rehab or we did about twenty twenty five thousand rehab on it so it wasn't terrible um and we sold that icky little house for one hundred eighty seven thousand dollars i mean wow i'm 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 just blown away <laughs> by that i just the market is nuts right now yeah and and that's probably in a neighborhood where five years ago it would have been more difficult to f- even find a home buyer, I'm guessing. It, exactly. Maybe a little more rentally area. And yeah. we're seeing exactly the same thing here because it 
there's so little on the market and interest rates are yep. so cheap that it's literally cheaper to buy than it is to rent these yep. days. It is. It is. Well, t- and, so- then, and, then with the, and then with the rental base that I have, many of my renters have been with us for years. I mean, the shortest term I have right now is four years on a, on a tenant. And the longest I have is a tenant that's been with me 16 years. Oh, nice. Boy, it's, so, e- it's e- and, and everything in between. It's easy. It's easy to make a property cash flow when nobody ever moves out. <laughs> exactly, well, and 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 the same thing. I mean, I could teach a whole nother day of a seminar on that too. It, it depends. You know, Jay and I have always looked at it. This is my retirement. This house is my retirement. So I took the time to find the right person to go in it in the first place, and then we took the time to take care of it. So when the tenant calls me and says the air conditioning isn't working, I've got a rat in the attic, you know, we send the right people out to take care of that and, and fix it the right way, you know, because these babies are our retirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when did you when did you get this fascination with vacant land? <laughs> well, that was that was really um, surprising to me. Like, I, I, I think it was about two years ago. You said, guess what I'm doing now? I'm buying vacant land. And I was like, why? <laughs> Well, okay, so here's what happened. About, oh, let's see, about 15 years ago, um, Jay and I, okay, we kayak, so we spend a lot of time on the water, and we were renting cabins and all this other stuff, and it was like, this is stupid. So we found a spot in north, in the northern part of Florida, very near the Suwannee River, the Withlacoochee, um, Santa Fe, all the area, um, and we found a piece of land. Um, in an area where it is 85% mobile home, 15% stick built, and we build a log home. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm not going to be conventional for anybody. Um, and we only we have four acres. That's all. That's enough because we have a mo guy and he maintains it and everything. It's completely fenced in. So the intention was, we're really stressed out, you know. And I've been I've been on the road a lot. We've been doing a lot of houses. Let's go up to the other house. You know, it's it's only four hours away, so it's not like horribly terrible. And then and it's in a very rural area. And all of a sudden, all these little pieces of land started going by me, by me, by me, and the addiction kicked in. <laughs> And that's how, so I've been doing vacant land for 10 years. Ah. Um, and I have some very unique things that I do with vacant land. I have a really unique mailing. We do tax deeds. Um, we do a little, we, we do all of that. And there was another guru two years ago who also does a lot of tax deeds, so you'll have an idea who I'm talking about. And he said, you're going to write a course. And I did. <laughs> Okay. And that's how that's how it, that's how all of that happened. As far as the as far as the course part of it, as far as vacant land, I've been doing vacant land for ten years, and nobody leases vacant land, and that that's the thing I like. You know, no tenants, basically, no toilets, no insurance. Oh, another tree fell down. Oh darn. Oh, uh-huh, okay. You know? So well, it's a really worry-free way for me to make a great living. We're going to talk more about that after the break because I want to hear about this leasing vacant land thing. Um, if you have questions for Kathy, 877-772-9658 is the number to call in live. Assuming you're listening live on Wednesday night, if you're listening to the podcast, we're not there anymore. Uh, or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. We'll be back right after this. Well, welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Kathy Kennebrook, just about her real estate business and her thoughts about the market and her how she got where she is and just 
kind of how she thinks, because uh, I think it's a very important lesson for all of us to see the real estate business from the perspective of people who have been and continue to be successful in it. I often talk to folks that if they've been in business longer than I am have or not longer than I have, and they say something that makes me go, you know what, that's an attitude I need to adopt, or that's a habit I need to get, or that's a strategy I need to look at. So that's what our X-Factor investor interviews are all about. But uh, and I've, got, I've kind of been hogging uh, Kathy's time here, waiting for any of you guys who had questions to give us a call at 877-772-9658, or to send an email to askvina at gmail.com. That's kind of hard, so let me spell it out for you. It's A-S-K-V-L-E-G-E-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-E-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-E-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-E-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-E-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-E-N-V-
Oh, absolutely. That's that's pretty cool. So my second question is, are you going to touch on this at the Cincinnati Rhea meeting tomorrow at all on the vacant land part? I know the title no, says it's going to be we're doing that on the 13th, on the Saturday. Ah, okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So folks who go to CincinnatiRhea.com, after you've clicked on the meeting tomorrow, scroll down the calendar and look at the 13th because Kathy's going to do a more or less all day. It's like 10 to 3 or 10 to 2 or something. Uh extra seminar then and you're going to address all the stuff you do with vacant land at that point half half of that day is vacant land okay perfect i gotta make sure my calendar is cleared for that all right so um back to back to just sort of your your business and your thoughts about your business and so on um you got a lot of you're doing a lot of things and you have a lot of irons in the fire tell me about the people that are in your business who are like the most important inside team, outside team employees? Like who who does what other than you and Jay? Okay, so I have everything is outsourced at this point. So basically, I show, I I show up at closings and sign paperwork, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I deal with sellers because I really like dealing with sellers. See, that's the thing you can make your business so flexible that you get to do the stuff you like to do and outsource everything else. Mm -hmm. So we have built our dream team early, early on. So we have rehabbers on our dream team. I have a closing team on my dream team. I have realtors who work with me on sales of properties. So every um, we have people that do all the direct mail for us, so I don't do that anymore either. Um, so everything is pretty much outsourced, and I really like that. So, for example, my closing team. So my, my closing team would consist of the the closing the closing you know the title agent, the insurance agent, the surveyor, the realtor, and they all work together pretty much without me, and they all know who they are. See, this is what's really important when you build your dream team. And so, for example, we had a situation like two closings ago where they needed an elevation certificate. I never knew anything about it until the day of the closing because mm-hmm. they had all handled that. The, you know, the insurance person knew who that was, you know, who ha- how to handle that, and she handled it with the title lady, and they got with the surveyor, and they got that done, all without me ever knowing anything about it because they don't need me. Nice. And so we've built a complete dream team around us who pretty much handle everything. And and that doesn't just happen. That it's no, not it's not like it if, you, time. if you're around long enough the dream team comes to you. There's there's some intentionality yes. behind that that says I know what I like and what I'm good at and that's what I want to do and how do I make that all that I do. Exactly. I mean, I, I love the sellers, and I love putting the deals together, and that's primarily what I do because that's the thing I love. Mm-hmm. And yet I watch, I watch folks who have been in the business longer than you or I have still doing every single solitary thing in their business. I mean, yep. literally they're the ones visiting the job sites and making sure the contractors have shown up and are sober and have done the work and they're at right. the closings doing their own title searches sometimes, licking stamps. I mean, like everything. And yep. that's, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even scowling at that. That's if, if that's the way you want to live your life, that's that there's absolutely yep. nothing wrong with it. But I think that kind of, 
like just super mom and pop. Let me let me not pay for everything, anything. Let me do everything myself. Really limits growth. Right. And and we got involved with a trainer very early on who really taught us the concept of writing the check and how much more money and, and getting the minutia out of your life. I mean, I've got that big sign in my office, you know, and, and I speak to that a lot. Get the minutia out of your lives and you'll start making more money, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, even down to my home life, I have a cleaning lady. I mean, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> I like to cook, so I do do that. So the only thing we're doing are the things we like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and because you are focusing on what you like and are good at, it gives you the money to pay all of these other people to do the stuff that you don't like and aren't good at. And oh, I, absolutely. I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I get the I get the feel that a lot of people get stuck in that. If it is to be, it is up to me. Uh, attitude that you see in so many real estate investors is they they get locked in their brain about I need help right. to do this, but I don't have the money to pay for the help to do this. And so when I get the money to pay for the help, then I will hire someone. But they never get the money because they're so busy unclogging toilets at their rentals. Exactly that they can't they can't go do the next deal. It's going to pay for the full-time handyman to go around and do that stuff for them. Exactly. I mean, for example, I I told you earlier on that we have like a whole group of of rentals. So each tenant who moves in gets a list of my vendors. If your air conditioning breaks, that's who you call. If you have a plumbing issue, that's who you call. They call that person. They set up the appointment with them. The vendor will call us and let us know what's going on. Jay either, you know, yays it or nays it or they decide what they're going to do. Vendor takes care of it and life goes on. Nice setup. Yeah, I mean, because we wanted to travel. We wanted to do other stuff. And, and, and it just seems like in the early days before we had all of this set up really well, the day we leave, somebody's air conditioning breaks. Of you know, And it's like, no more. Yeah. Yeah, in Cincinnati, it's uh, Christmas Day when the heater goes out. Exactly. It's, <laughs> always, always, always. Um, okay, so a lot of people look at people like you who have long-term successful businesses and you've got more than one. I mean, you've not only got all the different real estate things, but of course you are also a well-known national expert. So you're traveling and giving seminars and writing new courses and all of that sort of stuff. And they say, I don't know how she does everything she does. She must be super disciplined. Do you consider yourself super disciplined? To some degree. Okay. So, in the, in, the, in the early days, I learned very quickly that I had to create a new routine for myself, create a plan, figure out the best ways to spend my time and structure my time. And, of course, that has changed over the years, but I still kind of live by that credo. Again, Dream Team takes a lot of the pressure off. And tra- traveling and teaching and doing these Zoom classes are the things that I like to do. Um, I love working with people, and when I get letters from students all over the country about what they've been doing because of what I taught, that humbles me like you have no idea. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot who I was talking to. (laughs) Um, And it humbles me, and it makes me just so excited for that person. And so, um, so basically when you are creating a new business, you have to create it around a new routine and create a plan and goals that are going to accomplish whatever it is you want long term. 
And I tell people when I'm teaching, before you ever start marketing, before you ever find a seller, figure out why you got in this business in the first place. And that goal will set you free. That goal will make you do whatever it takes to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. If that's what you know, if that's what you really, really want, and so we created plans and routines, and you know, we had big posters all over our office, you know. And I'm still, I'm an old fart, so I don't, you know, the whole thing like with you know Outlook and all that. I don't use it. Paper and a pencil and a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people crack up at my, you know. Well, well let, let me add that to my list. You know? <laughs> and that's, I'm still like that because that's the way. You know, I came up in the world. I'm not super techie and stuff. But that's, I mean, the, the routine and, and being consistent about what you're doing. A lot of people fall down on that point, whether it's marketing or the follow-up or doing the next deal. Being consistent about what you're doing in your business will make your business grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All, all great advice. We need to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to answer a couple of questions from Listeners, if you have one at this point, 10 minutes before the end of the show, I would say send it to askvina at gmail.com and we'll answer it right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Kathy Kennebrook, and apparently I talk too fast. I got an email from a listener <laughs> saying, apparently I got an email from a listener saying, you're saying the phone number too fast. I can't get it. I think it's, it's, it's not me. It's all the sevens in the phone number. It's 877-772-9658 is the phone number. And that's, it's always the phone number every Wednesday. That's the phone number. If you have questions, uh, for our guest and, uh, had a couple of questions uh, that were directly related to the kind of marketing that you do, which is always the question when Kathy's on, uh, I'm going to direct you folks, if you possibly can, to go to the Cincinnati RIA meeting tomorrow night. If you're a member or first-time guest, there's literally no charge. If you've been there before and haven't joined, um, it's cheaper to join than to pay for the meeting. It's 25 bucks a month to join that group. And there's two main meetings a month and like 15 focus groups and exchange meetings and a whole bunch of back-end education that, don't, that you can't even see if you're on the website unless you're a member. So CincinnatiRia.com will get you a uh, registration link for the meeting tomorrow night where all Kathy's going to talk about is marketing. Uh, we have a question here from a listener who is actually looking for some direct advice about a South Florida property, which, which kind of dovetails with a question I was going to ask you about where you saw the market going. Uh, his name is Tom, and he says, I have a triplex in South Florida that I am almost finished remodeling. I think this might be the right time to sell. I'd like to ask Kathy's opinion about listing it vacant as opposing to put, putting leases in place in place first or not selling it at all. I appreciate any feedback. Okay, so part of the answer to that question is what is his long-term goal? Does he want the monthly income or does he want a chunk of cash at this point in time? Where, where is, you know, where is that for him in his business? If he's going to sell it, I would sell it empty. Mm. Um, 
it, at least in my world, it has always been my experience that, and, and I'm kind of that way myself. I don't want somebody else's headache. Um, my lease is very tight. They will, and I prefer that someone that I have already done background checks on um, and someone who is going to be moving into a property with my rules and laws, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to go into the property. So if I'm if I'm going to sell that property, I would sell it empty. Um, I don't think he'd have any problem at all, especially in that South Florida area, selling that property very, very quickly mm-hmm. um, if it's in good shape and he's done the rehab, you know, properly and everything. Um, but a lot of that comes back to where, where that person is in their personal business. Are they looking? Will it, will it achieve more for them as monthly income right now, or do they really need that, that, that chunk of cash? Mm-hmm. And. And uh, Tom, I would also I would also strongly advise you to call your CPA because yeah. what, what you didn't say here is have you owned this for a while and you're just not, and you're remodeling it after maybe it went vacant right. or have, did you just buy it because if you just bought it your taxes selling it right now yeah. are going to be about twice what they will be if you rent it for a year and then sell it correct and that, and that sell for a market good, good lord this could be a half million dollar three family for all i know <laughs> the taxes the taxes could be huge okay kathy we need to go to the phones and talk to pear in chicago pear welcome to real life real estate wow thank you thank you uh my question is uh if kathy has rented any uh, mobile home pads or uh, uh land with mobile homes on it as a source of income hmm Absolutely. I live in Florida. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're in the geriatric capital of the world, and I'm moving there myself, so I can say that freely now. Um, And so, yeah, um, actually, one of the things that I do is not only do I rent mobile homes, and I like to lease option mobile homes also, um, and sometimes they... If a person lease options a mobile home from me, then they're up for whatever reason, they're unable to get the financing to pay it off. And then at that point, I'll owner finance it and finish it. And I've done that. The other thing that I do, and we'll be talking a lot about this, like on March 13th, on that Saturday, which I think is March 13th, is I work with, again, where my properties are, my vacant pieces of land. Um, it's about it's about 75% to 80% um, uh, mobile home, and then about 15% or so stick-built. So what I do is I work with mobile home dealers. They take my piece of property, and they pair it with the home, and then they sell it to the buyer, and I get paid. Ah, as a land home package. Yeah. So oh, that's another so way that I sell a lot of vacant land is by working with these mobile home dealers, and they package the deal, and they do all the, the all the financing part and everything, and then I just get paid. Huh. I hadn't do thought about you, that. That's very cool. <laughs> do you put in the well and septic, or do they? Um, if the property has well and septic, I'm going to get more money for it. If it does not have well and septic, then the... Uh, the mobile home dealer as part of the package that they put together for that buyer will do all of that at the same time. Okay. Very cool. Great question. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Fair. That might be, that might be the first time we've ever had that question in 20 years on real life real estate. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to line two and talk to Mike in New York. Mike, welcome to real life real estate. Hi there. Um, 
I got on the call a little bit late, so I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not bringing up a, a different topic. Uh, I was wondering. Uh, I'm from Long Island, New York. We don't have a lot of rental neighborhoods here, and I want to do some wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I find and pick some neighborhoods to start marketing to? Okay, and that that's right up Kathy's alley. But uh, what I'm going to do, Mike, is I'm going to because we've only have like two minutes left in the show. I'm going to go ahead and have uh, our mic here um, turn you down. If you can just listen to the answer on your phone, that would be great. Okay, thank you. So you, you understand his question, my, you understand his question, Kathy. He wants to wholesale. He's in an area where pretty much everybody's uh, homeowners. He wants to know what his marketing plan is for finding some deals in Long Island. Direct mail, direct mail, direct mail, and I am from Long Island. Oh, did not know that. <laughs> I, I am I am from Nassau County. Um, he would know. There's only two counties on Long Island, Nassau and Suffolk, and that's it. Um, so the way that I would do that, and of course, direct mail, direct mail, direct mail. And that is a really awesome vacation kind of an area as well. So, And, and there are some seniors. So I, what I would do is I would focus my direct mail campaigns on out-of-state owners um, on quick claim deeds, um, on vacant properties, if there are any in that area. And even though he's saying it's homeowners, I'm betting that there are some vacants. So drive around, check on those. Um, develop that direct mail marketing campaign that we'll be talking about tomorrow night and target those folks. And he will definitely find some deals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Thomas, I know you're still listening. She said out-of-state owner, vacant properties, quit claim de- – I'm sorry – Mike, I don't know where I got Tom. Thomas is up on my computer screen. That's why out of state owners, vacants, and quit claims. And you, you, the question you asked was about neighborhoods. And I think what Kathy is saying is, be agnostic about the neighborhoods because it doesn't. You're not just wholesaling to landlords. You can wholesale to retailers, right. people who Airbnb is probably a thing up there. Oh yeah. You know, there's lo- there's lots of different investors looking for lots of different things. So, and see what he's going to do is he's going to take that list and refine it. So we can you can refine that list by the zip code area, and then go further in. So you've got the zip code area that you're targeting within that zip code range. Then we're going to be looking for out-of-state owners, estate properties, those types of things. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's all part of honing your list to find exactly the kind of deal you're looking for. So there you go, my personal advice from the marketing magic lady. And unfortunately, we only have about one minute left in the show, Kathy. So I want to invite uh, listeners once again who have, you know, other things they would like to know about marketing to join Cincinnati RIA's meeting tomorrow night online. Uh, Kathy will be talking for the whole hour and a half about nothing but marketing techniques, about how to how to find deals, get the phone ringing, um, not be the slave to the phone <laughs> not always not always have to have to be like you know taking calls when you're supposed to be at work and stuff like that like it's it's a, it's a good presentation i saw i just saw it a few months ago um I, I took lots of notes and learned a lot and i'm guessing y'all will too especially those of you who have tried direct mail and said it doesn't work because if it doesn't work you're probably doing it wrong so CincinnatiRia.com to get your link to come to that meeting. Uh, hang out at 6 o'clock and learn how to fill out a purchase contract if you're super new. And, Kathy, I appreciate you being here tonight, and I look forward to uh, seeing you again tomorrow night. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, again, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night as well. Um, 
and, and I appreciate everybody being on um, on the show tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <laughs>